Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. Log On is an online magazine of the spiritual school of the Golden Rosy Cross. We hope that our podcast will provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions and impulses in your research for new answers. People tend to elevate their own view to become a truth. Thus, a view can become an opinion, a conviction, even a sacred principle. People appear to be willing to fight for the truth, to condemn others, even to kill. A fixated stance is like a coin tossed up and once dropped, it remains on one side. People cling to that one side that is visible to them. If they looked up into space, they would see at a glance the free-floating coin and two sides, heads and tails. Our society is permeated by being right, the I know culture. We polarize. If you delve into Sufism, you will come across the Persian poet Rumi. Rumi's knowledge from the heart is in line with the Gnosis, as has become known from the Nagamati scriptures. This is not surprising, because Gnosis, broadly speaking, is the source from which all Middle Eastern mysticism drew. As Sufism this mysticism originated within Islam. Mevlana Yalaluddin Rumi was born on September 30th, 1207, in present-day Afghanistan, then part of the Persian Empire. As now, the times were restless, for the power of Genghis Khan left a destructive trail through this empire. In these dark times, Persian poetry flourished. Rumi moved like a free spirit in the world of science and poetry. He chose his imagery close to the everyday. This is why his choice of words is so recognizable still, even in our time. In form and meaning, his poetry represents man's whirling around himself, around the axis on which everything in the universe revolves, like a whirling dance which is in harmony with the universe, around his beloved, the one God, who is love. In the Middle East, Rumi's Masnavi was called the Little Quran. For many, it was an important guide besides the difficult Quran. Rumi speaks about man, his desires, and his relationship to creation 
and the Creator. Seen from the Creator's point of view, he writes, I was a hidden treasure. I loved to be known, so I created the creation in order to be known. In his famous Lamentation of the Reed, he depicts the pain of separation. Hearken to the reed flute, how it complains, lamenting its banishment from its home. Like the reed flute, cut loose from the bed of reeds, man is separated from his origin. There is a deep homesickness in man, like Vasalis, so beautiful close. It is not the cutting, but the separation that hurts. Rumi's worldview speaks of the Almighty, who seeks himself in and through his creatures. They relate to each other as a lover and the beloved. And every creature goes and knows its own way to the beloved. Everyone experiences the divine in his own way, according to his predisposition and development. No man can therefore be condemned or rejected. Every religious movement reveals something of the absolute truth. This is a very important thought, especially for our time. It leads to tolerance, tolerance and respect for the views of others. For Rumi, the different religions are facets of one and the same diamond, and there is no religion outside the religion of love, particularly expressed in our time in the booklet A Jihad of Love. We read, When I meet the follower of a different faith who is guided by love, I have the feeling that we profess the same religion. Love, the foundation, the pedestal on which every faith must rest. It is illustrated by Inrumi's Masnavi by the story of Moses and the shepherd. Moses encountered a farmer who was deep in prayer. Oh God, where are you? Let me be your servant, so I can tie your shoes, can comb your hair, delouse you, bring you milk and kiss your little hands, when it's time to put you to bed. I'll sweep your room and keep everything clean. Oh God, my sheep and my goats, they are yours. In my sighs, my eyes and woos, I will remember you. Moses could take it no more. Who do you think you're talking to? I'm talking to the one who made us the earth and the heavens, was the shepherd's reply. To which Moses said, What are you talking about socks and shoes? And how dare you talk about tiny hands and feet? What blasphemous language. Save that for your family, but keep it far from the world. 
Does God have feet to walk? Keep your shoes and socks to yourself. Milk is for a growing babe, not for God, who stands like a sun in our midst. Adjust your language. That's not how you speak to God. Not do you call a man Fatima. This kind of chatter suits the world, but not the source of everything. Not the one in whom all is one. Whereupon the shepherd repented and tore his clothes and without a word went into the wilderness. There spoke a voice in Moses, the voice of God. Servant of mine, why have you forsaken me? Did you come as a prophet to gather or to take a part? Don't take a step towards divorce, because that is what I most despise. Everyone has their own way of expressing themselves. What is bad for one is good for another. Honey to one person is poison to another. Uncleanliness, impurity, I'm above it. Pray. One walks the ages, the other trots too far. What would bother me? You don't think I gave man worship and prayer, do you? To make yourself better? No, I gave it to him as a gift. Let Hindu, Muslim, Sikh or Christian pray according to each one's own God and commandment. It is not I who benefit. But those who pray, they will shine. It is not their words that are the prayer, but their humility. Leave their language alone. It is after all about the heart. Don't blame the lover. His wrong language is a hundred times better than the correct of others. If you are in Kaaba, it doesn't matter which direction your prayer rug is on. The religion of love has no laws or commandments, only God. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it. If you wish to support us in reaching more people, like our posts, rate us with five stars on iTunes, leave a positive comment where you can, or share our content on your social media.